0: that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Bawati as Christ is magnified in you. Praise the Lord. You yeah, are welcome to tonight's service. It's a blessing to be with you once again. I know that the Lord is keeping you and is strengthening you. And taking care of you it's my singular honor to be with you um on set in your service and i want us to start with a quick word of prayer in jesus name father thank you for your children thank you for your blessings upon us thank you for your mighty holy spirit who's here with us and in us all the time thank you for your blessings that we receive through your word thank you that your word comes to transform and change our hearts And make us what you have designed for us to be in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you for inspiration from your Holy Spirit. Thank you for inspiration from your powerful spirit today. We give you glory, give you praise because of your word. We receive your word with meekness and with gladness. Knowing that this is our key to real changes in our lives. Thank you, Father, for the spirit of understanding and the words of God are working practically in our midst. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah! Wow, it's a blessing. It's good to be with you. I'm still sharing concerning the work of a shepherd, the work of a shepherd, and um, tonight I want to continue um, on that same subject, the work of a shepherd. But this time around, talk still talking about feeding. You know, the work of a shepherd. Then the main work of a shepherd is to feed. Isaiah chapter forty, verse eleven. Look at Isaiah chapter forty, verse eleven beautiful scripture. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 11, it says, he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with the young. So a shepherd feeds the flock. Look at Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 4. Jeremiah 23 verse 4. And I'll set up shepherds over them which shall feed them. And because they are feeding them, says, They shall fear no more, nor be dismayed. Neither shall they be lacking, saith the Lord. The sheep lack because of a lack of feeding. When the sheep are fed, they will dwell in abundance. When the sheep are fed, they will not be dismayed. They will be encouraged. They will be confident. They will be victorious. They will not fear because of feeding. Hallelujah. And if you read in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15, the Bible says that I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So what we feed you with, or what a shepherd feeds a sheep with, is knowledge and understanding. You know, and I was showing you different levels of Christian maturity and the various subjects or the various things that can be fed at different levels. Uh, last week, Wednesday, I started off by sharing with you on... Um, some of the levels I, I mentioned before, which is the Brifos, which is the first level. Then I went on to Pythion, which is the s- second level. I went on to Nephews, which is the third level, and I went on to Technion, which is the fourth level. All last week, all last week Wednesday, and on Sunday I, I used some more time to explain even some more all these levels to you. Hallelujah. Tonight I want to add the, the the last three to it and give you some other very important things that happen as you are fed with knowledge and understanding. Okay. So the next stage of Christian development or Christian maturity is Nianiskos, and it's found in 1 John chapter 2, verse 13 and 14. Nianiskos is spelled N-E-A-N-I-S-K-O-S. N-E-A-N-I-S-K-O-S. Nianiskos. Okay? And uh, 1 John chapter 2, verse 13 mentions it. I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have, you have known the father. The word young men is translated nyaniskos. Okay, so a is one who's a young man. A young man. A young man. So you can be a young man in the spirit. You can be a babe in the spirit or you can be a young man in the spirit. Wow. It's it's isn't amazing. It's, it's an interesting thing. You can be a young man, and there are things that you know he mentions that the young men uh, are into, or what, the knowledge that brings them brings you into being a young man in Christ. Okay, I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. You have overcome the wicked one. Look at the next verse, fourteen. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I written unto you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. You are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and you overcome the wicked one. So, on this level, one must be fed with information concerning the power of God, the dunamis, dynamic working power of God. So he says, I want you young men because you are strong. You are strong. Do you see? And if you read in, um, in Ephesians chapter, chapter 6, verse 10. Look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Let's read the amplifier of this verse to help us. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. So the, on this level, the, the, you, you feed on the strength that comes through our union with God and a proper understanding of what it means for us to be one with the Lord and one with the Spirit is what helps you become very strong spiritually. Jesus says, In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. How do you become strong in the Lord? Be empowered through your union with Him. And if you remember, He says, I write on young men because you are strong. Strong where? You are strong in the Lord. You are strong in the Lord. And your strength comes from. The power of God. The power of the spirit. Hallelujah. So look at it again. Let's look at it again. Um, Ephesians chapter chapter 6 verse 10 in, in the Amplified. It says in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Then it says, draw your strength from him. That strength which he has boundless might provides. Draw your strength from him. That strength which his boundless might provides. Wow. Yes, the Bible says that Paul mentioned that I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. You see, our strength is from Christ. Our strength is from the Lord. Okay, your spiritual strength is dependent on your union with the Lord and your knowledge of your union with the Lord. So on this level, you strengthen some more concerning the power of God that is resident in us and what we can do with it. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 4 verse thirty mentions this. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Christ is the anointing and the anointed one. The anointed one and his anointing. Says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. I can accomplish everything that God wants to accomplish through Christ which strengthened me. Our ability to do what God wants us to do is from the spirit. It's from the power of God which is resident within. Do you see? So on this level you help that the one who is going. You feed with... Knowledge concerning the power, the resident power, the inherent power of God that is at work in us. In Ephesians chapter 1. So these, I'm just showing i'm this is among many other things. Okay, are. is among many other things. I'm just showing you one of the key things that um, are key areas of focus um, for feeding during some of these times in someone's growth, spiritual growth. Okay, if you read in Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 15, look at Ephesians 1 from verse 15. Wherefore I house after I heard of your faith in the Lord, you and love unto all the saints, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. He says, I'm praying for you. Now, jump all the way to verse 19. Paul talks about some things that he prayed for for this church. One of the major things he prayed for was that they may know what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Now Go back to verse 19 and let's read it in the amplified version. So, at this level, you start, you, you, you must concentrate, you must feed on the power of God within, the dynamic, working power of God within, the dunamis of God, and the authority of God. So, you focus on power, dunamis, and authority, inherent power because of Christ's presence in us and authority because of what, where Christ has brought us, because of where we are seated together with Christ. You see, the Bible says that we are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You know, Ephesians 1.19, it says, and so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power. The word power is dunamis. Of his power in and for us who believe. As demonstrated in the working of His mighty strength, do you see? So it's always in His mighty strength, in the Lord's strength, in the Lord's ability. Hallelujah! Yes, he says I've written unto young men because you are strong. Why are you strong? You are strong because of your knowledge concerning your union with Christ or your union in Christ. Hallelujah. Yes, so that you may know what is the boundless energy, the power of Christ, the same power that he used to raise up Jesus Christ from the dead. It's the same power that is resting and residing in you. And when you arrive there, you arrive, it's, it's, a, it's a place you arrive at. It's a place you arrive at, you know. Um, Idahosa of Blessed Memory was told by his pastor that he could raise the dead. And he asked, my I can do that. And the pastor said, oh, yes. Are you born again? If you're born again, you can raise the dead. So he went out with his friend on a, a dead raising mission. Yes, they they roamed about looking for someone who was dead and they finally found someone and they brought the person back to life. Yes, it's a realm. It's a realm in the Lord where you are confident. You are bold. The righteous are as bold as lions. You are strong. Do you see? Strong in what? Strong in the ability, in the power of Christ that is inside you. Strong in the authority that Christ has. Do you see? The authority that Christ has. It's an amazing place to be. Yes, your confidence level is is on another level altogether. Young men are strong. They are ready to do anything. Yes, and that happens also in the spirit. Yes. Go to verse 14. 1 John 2, 14. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong. You are strong. You are strong. You are strong. King James, you are strong. I have written on young men because you are strong. Do you see? You are strong. And where does the strength come from? strength comes from the lord the inherent power so you become more conscious of the inherent power of god that is at work in you and the authority that he has given to you through through the name of jesus christ and through where you are seated do you see if you're in ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 look at Ephesians 2 verse 4. you see and all this helps you to not be afraid of the devil and the the works of the devil you get to know that you are manifested as a child of god to destroy the works of the devil for this purpose, 1 John 3 8. Let's read that and we'll come back to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. First John 3:8. He that committed sins of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. Then it says, For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So at this level, you become conscious of the fact that you have been empowered. You are not afraid of the devil any longer. Do you see? You are not afraid of the devil. You are conscious of the power of God inside, you are conscious of the authority that you have. So you are able to cast out devils without thinking twice. You are able to function as God wants you to. And he says that you have overcome the devil. You have overcome the wicked one. Yes. This is a place where the word of God becomes very strong in you. Where the word of God has its place in you. Go to Ephesians chapter 2. I have so many things to say about this but because of time. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4. It says, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love of the he loved us. Next verse, verse 5. For even when we are dead in sins, has He quickened us, has quickened us together, or made us alive together with Christ. Then it says, by grace are ye saved, verse 6, and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Where? Far above all principality and powers. We are seated together in heavenly places on the right hand of God. We are on the right, we are seated on the right hand of God, and we have authority because of Christ's work. What is that authority for? That authority is to rule here on earth. Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 34. Romans 8, verse 34. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also maketh intercession for us? He's at the right hand of God, making intercession for Now, he's not at the right hand of God alone. The Bible says that we are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So, at this level, you become very conscious of the The, dynamis, the, the word power is translated into, into two different English words, okay? Into two different Greek words, rather. So, you can see the word power in the Bible, but then you must check which one is referring to. The first one is dunamis, That has to do with inherent ability. By virtue of the might or the strength that God in you, Christ in you, provides. Okay? And that is what, it can even affect your, your strength, your physical strength, your mental strength. It's a spiritual strength, but it ends up affecting your physical strength and ends up affecting your mental strength as well. Okay? Then, there's exousia. The word power is also translated into exousia, which is actually Authority. Authority. Just like the, a policeman, you know, a policeman may not be able to stop um, an articulated truck, a 16-wheeler or an 18-wheeler with his inward strength, but with, by virtue of his authority, he can stop that vehicle. You see, because of the shirt he wears, the government is back of his shirt. The government is backing him. So Christ is also backing us, the authority of Christ, the ability of Christ is also backing us. Therefore, if we also lift our hands and say, devil, you cannot go beyond this level. He cannot. You may not have the strength within, the power within to do that. But because of the authority we have in Christ, you can lift up your hands and say to the devil to stay. And he will stay. You can tell him, go away. And you go away. Hallelujah. Yes. I mean, when, when, you, when, you, when you, you're a young man in the spirit, you have you, your... This is not a place you visit and come back. It's your permanent state it's your permanent you are in a place of authority and you understand that you're in a place of authority your words are very important to you don't just talk anyhow you know the power of god that is resident inside you you know very high knowledge of the power of god that is resident inside you so exousia and dunamis becomes your your everyday experience hallelujah that's how you process things it's an amazing thing now go back to first john chapter 3 chapter 2 verse 14 first john 2 verse 14 he says, I've written unto you young men because you are strong and the word of God abideth in you. Another key thing is that the word of God abides in you. You know, the word of God is the source of faith. That's the source of faith. Whatever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. He says, the word of God abideth in you. This is a desire of God. This is the desire of God for every child of God, for the word of God to abide in you, to control you, to govern you. If you read in Colossians 3, verse 16, look at Colossians three sixteen. You know, the way Paul talks about it it lets you know that there's not everybody who has it. He says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Do you see? Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Let it govern you. Look at the Amplify. Look at the Amplify. Let the word spoken by Christ, I say have its home in your hearts and minds and dwell in you in you all, in you, in all its richness, as you teach and admonish and train one another, in all insight and intelligence and wisdom, in spiritual things, as you sing, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody melody to God with his grace in your hearts. He says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let it govern you. There are a lot of Christians who don't have the word of God governing them. They don't have the word of God governing them. It doesn't govern them. But when you arrive on the level of a young man, you realize that, The word of God is your main thing. It's your main thing. It instructs you all the time. It guides you all the time. You are interested in what God has to say in his word than you are in any other thing. The word of God governs you. It governs you. And because the word of God is governing you, you have more faith. More faith. And therefore, you're able to overcome the world. That is why he says that you have overcome the wicked one. The wicked one is Satan, his devils, and the world system. Why? Because the word of God is abiding in you. It's strong in you. It's governing you. You are now a doer, more of a doer of the word than any other thing. You see, the word of God is not stories. It's practical to you. It's practical to you. Every step that you make is made out of the word of God. One of your favorite questions would be, is that in the scriptures? Is that in the Bible? If it's not in the Bible, I'm not doing it. If it's in the Bible, I'm doing it. If it's not in the scriptures, if it's not in the Bible, then show me, show me where it is. Someone can say something we Tell the person, show me where it is in the scriptures. If it's not there, I'm not going to do it. So the word of God abides, you see. And it is the desire of God. Look at John chapter 15. This is a place God wants everybody to go, get to, okay? God wants all of us to go. Hallelujah. Look at John 15 verse 5. I am the vine... Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. And the vine, ye are the branches. You see? So if he's the vine and we are the branches, what's the place of the branches? The place of the branches is in the vine. That's the natural place of the branch. But then he says that he that abideth in me, meaning that there are some branches that, are, that, that don't abide in him. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. So there are branches that are not. They are supposed to be in the vine, but they are not in the vine. I don't forget it. Yes. That is why it says, if you, but he that abided in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can't do nothing. Look at verse 6. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. Next verse, verse 7. Then it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Meaning that Jesus is saying, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you. So the word of God must abide in you. It's the desire of the Lord for the word of God to abide in you, to control you, to control your mind, to control your heart, to control your actions, to control your emotions. You can be a child of God whose emotions are not controlled by the Lord. Your emotions are controlled by worldly things. Yes. Your love life is controlled by worldly things. You want certain type, a certain type of attention which is not scriptural it is not biblical it is not holy it is not righteous but you want it it's a show that the word of god is not abiding in you along that line a young man is one who has the word of god abiding in him controlling him controlling his thoughts controlling his actions controlling his emotions controlling his experience he makes sure his experience is falling in line with the word of god and not the other way around. Not the word of God falling in line with experience. Not using the word of God for doing, you know people can use the word of God to do foolish things. I've seen people use the Bible to curse. They want the word of God to fall in line with their experience. They want to curse somebody and they use the word of God to curse the person. That is using the word of God, letting the word of God fall in line with your experience. It's supposed to be the other way around. You have to let your experience fall in line with the word of God. Check what the word of God says. Is my experience what the word of God says? If it is not, you change the word of God must transform you and transfigure you. Not the other way around. Not you using the word of God to make your experience go. You find a reason why you must be angry. The Bible says, be angry. You don't ask and sin not. You only say, the Bible says, be angry. So, I'm angry. You see, the Bible says, be angry and sin not. You didn't complete it. Hallelujah. I write unto young men because the word of God abides in you. Do you see? Look at the next verse. John chapter 15, verse 7. Herein is my, this is what verse 8 now, verse 8. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear my fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. He says he wants to bear my fruit. How do you bear my fruit? By abiding in him as his word abides in you. As a Father has loved me, so have I loved you, continue in my love. Continue ye in my love. Verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you see, if you keep my commandments, you shall, ab- you shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So the way to abide in Christ is by keeping the word. If you allow the word of God to abide in you, you end up abiding in Christ. That's how it is. Hallelujah. Wow, isn't it exciting? Young men are those who are conscious of the authority of Christ, the authority of God that they have, and are conscious of the power of God that is resident inside them, and are strong in the boundless strength and power of Christ in them. Look at Colossians chapter chapter 2. Um, Colossians chapter 1, verse 28. Colossians 1, 28. Whom we preach. Paul's talking about Christ. It's Christ whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. Now, let's look at the amplified of of this verse, verse 29. The amplified of this verse. For this I labor unto weariness, striving with all the superhuman energy, which he so mightily enkindles and works within me. So Paul was conscious of the mighty superhuman energy which God so mightily enkindles and works within him. Do you see? There's a consciousness. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. I can do all things. It's it's a prayer of the Spirit. Look at Colossians. It's all over in the Bible. Colossians 1.10. Paul was praying for the Colossian church, and he says that, I pray that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Verse 11. Strengthened with all might. According to his glorious power. Unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. This is another type of strength. This strength with all might. According to his glorious power. Unto all patience. You have strength to be patient. And strength to suffer long. And strength to be joyful while you're suffering long. Yes. Here's <laughs> another level altogether. It's all for young men. Strength with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness there is a blessing you know and all this leads you to overcome the wicked one overcome the wicked one yes overcome the wicked one the devil his cohorts everything the devil has no place in you jesus said that the prince of this world cometh and he has no place in me a young man can also say that the prince of this will come and he has no place in me. He's so strong, he knows his place, and he knows that the devil cannot touch him or touch anything that belongs to him. He knows how to put the devil on, on, on the run. Hallelujah. Yes, he knows how to put the devil on the run because he is, he's, he's conscious of the word of God, he's conscious of um, um, his authority in Christ, and he's conscious of the ability of God that is resident in him. Hallelujah. There are so many levels. I don't know if you're interested. Yes. The next one is heels or the sons of God. Heels. <laughs> Can you imagine that you must be described as a son? After being a young man, God will describe you as a son. Okay, Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Look at Romans 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So the word sons is heels. H U. I-O-U-S. He is, Okay? Yes. He is. And it means a mature son. A mature son. This is, this is the aim of God. <laughs> I mean, all the levels are the aim of God. God wants you to move from one level to the other through feeding. Through the, the revelation of God's word. Okay? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God. At this level, you are led by the sword of God. That's, that's it. The Holy Spirit can lead you easily. Easily. You are so malleable, the Holy Spirit can move you around. You see, you have a good walk with the Holy Spirit. This, this was the experience of Benihin. Okay, Benihin became a hero, he became someone who was led by the Son of God. The Holy Spirit could lead him on every. I mean, as a child of God from birth, the Holy Spirit is with you and in you. But you may not be submitted to him in your dealings, you may not be conscious of him. You may remember him whenever he's preached on but he's not someone you are you you talk to or you walk with or you allow to to influence your life do you see uh uh-huh. so at this level you become very conscious of the Holy Spirit you see the first the, the young men are conscious of the word so on this level you are also still conscious of the word' are conscious of the authority i mean all the le- other levels are inside the higher levels do you understand yeah so the, this at this level you are very conscious of the ministry of the Holy Spirit and conscious of his his presence in your life and he's able to lead you this is this is this is it look at mark chapter one mark chapter one verse 12 it says and immediately let's read from verse 11 or verse go to go to verse nine and to be nicer from verse nine and it came to pass in those days that jesus came from nazareth of galilee and was baptized of john in jordan and straightway coming up out of the water he saw the heavens opened and the spirit like a dove descending upon him and there came a voice from heaven saying Thou art my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And immediately the Spirit driveth him into the wilderness. The Holy Ghost drove him. In other places, the Spirit of God led him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. The Holy Spirit led him, led Jesus. Jesus could be led by the Spirit. Jesus could be controlled by the Spirit. Jesus could be driven by the Spirit. In other words, the Spirit of God was sitting at the front seat of Jesus' life and was holding there. the steering wheel, stepping on the accelerator, changing gears concerning Jesus' life. When it comes to Jesus' life, it's a spirit-controlled, spirit-controlled, Holy Ghost-controlled type of life. Do you see? NLT says, the spirit then compelled Jesus to go into the wilderness. This is the desire of the Lord. The desire of the Lord is that the spirit of God will lead you, that every step that you make is a step led by the spirit. As many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They are the sons of God. You must be led by the Spirit of God. Look at Second Corinthians chapter 3. Let's read from verse, from verse 7. Let's read it. Um, okay, let's read 7 in the King James and then will read 8 in the Amplified. It is, But if the administration of death written and engraven in stones was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away, how, why should not the dispensation of the Spirit? This, spirit, this is amplified, okay? We've, we just changed into the amplified in verse 8. It says, why should not the dispensation of the Spirit? This spiritual ministry, whose task it is to cause men to obtain and be governed by the Holy Spirit, be attended with much greater and more splendid glory. This is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. This is the ministry, this is the, the dispensation we are in. The dispensation we are in has an aim, and the aim is that you will be governed. It says, how much more? Why should not the dispensation of the Spirit, this spiritual ministry, whose task it is, to cause men to obtain the Spirit and be governed by the Holy Spirit, be attended with much greater and more splendid glory. So God wants your life to be, to be governed by the Holy Spirit governed by the holy spirit the holy spirit can can tell you what to do he can show you what to do and he's he's alive in your life he's not you know for some the holy spirit is uh a, a, a figment of their imagination is something someone that is discussed every now and then you know if you understand his ministry in your life if you understand how precious he is and understand that he's the only one who can lead you and take you where God wants you to go, you will not take him for granted. So as a hero, you are governed by the Spirit. You are governed by the Spirit. You are governed by the Spirit. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So we are talking about government of the Spirit. You are not doing things because you have, the other person is doing it. You are doing certain things because the Holy Spirit is asking you to do them. The Holy Spirit is asking you to do them. Hallelujah. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 32. Verse 9. Deuteronomy 32, verse 9. For the lost portion is his people, Jacob is a lot of his inheritance. Next verse. He found Jacob in a desert land and in the waste howling wilderness. He led him about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. This is what the Holy Spirit wants to do for you. He wants to lead you about. He wants to instruct you. He wants to keep you as the apple of his eye. Next verse. No matter where you found, you've, you've, you've been found, whether in a, in a wasteland or in poverty, whatever it is, the Lord is able to do something in your life. Is, As a nigger stirred up her, her nest, flattered over her young, spread abroad her wings, taken them, buried them on her wings, so the Lord alone did lead him. And there was no strange God with him. The Lord alone did lead him. He wants the, whole, the Holy Spirit alone should lead you. It's a level. When you become a hills. the Holy Spirit... You, are, you live a spirit-filled, spirit-governed life. Spirit-filled life. Spirit-filled life. You go to places where nobody expects you to go to because the Lord says you should go. You cannot be disobedient to the heavenly vision. Yes, you cannot talk against the truth. You can only speak for the truth. Yes, Peter, James, John, and the 12, the apostles were beaten. And the same place where they were beaten was the same place where they went to stand to preach the gospel. Because the Lord told them, go and be there. I mean, if you don't, if you are not led by the Spirit, you can't have that. If you are not led by that, you can't have that. You change your location very quickly. You still preach the gospel, but you change your location. Philip, the evangelist, was preaching and having a very powerful crusade, powerful revival in Samaria. As he was preaching there, but the Holy Spirit spoke to him and told him to go and stand at Gaza. Acts chapter eight, Acts eight twenty six. And the angel of the Lord speak unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, onto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. I mean, the guy was having a very powerful ministration in the city. The Holy Spirit told him, go into the desert. Go into the desert. If you are not led by the Spirit, you will not be able to go. You will not. You will not respond. You say it's an evil ghost. Next verse. Verse 27. And he arose and went, and, he, and behold, he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, and the enoch of great authority, and the candlestick of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to, work, to Jerusalem for to worship. Next verse, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read right as the other prophet. Verse 29. Then the Spirit said unto him, unto Philip, Go near and join yourself to this chariot. And he did, he obeyed the voice of the Spirit, and went. And joined himself to the child. And Philip ran there to him, verse 30, and had him read the prophet Isaiah. And a great, wonderful ministry started by virtue of Philip's um, um, susceptibility or submission to the Holy Spirit. Do you see? There was a day Peter was praying, and as he was praying, he saw a vision of uh, a a, a, a mat coming down with so many. Interesting animals in there. This, this is Acts chapter 10. And when he saw them, he heard a voice. Stand up, kill and eat. He said, no, I'm a Jew. I'm not allowed to eat all kinds of animals. Animals. The vision came three times. And as he was experiencing the vision, he heard the door, the door knocking. Even before he heard the door knocking, the Holy Spirit told him, that three men are seeking you at the door. Then the Holy Spirit told him, go with them. Don't ask any questions. Yes, go with them. Don't ask any questions. Peter didn't know whether they were going to kill him, whatever they were going to do to him. But he got down and then he went with them. Can you imagine? It's in Acts chapter 10. Let me show it to you. Acts chapter 10 verse 17. Now while Peter doubted himself what this vision which he had seen should mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate and called and asked whether Simon, which was sending Peter, were lodged there. Verse 19. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Next verse. Arise therefore and get thee down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Can you imagine the Holy Spirit could say that I have sent them, go with them. And Peter could go, Peter could understand the fact that it was the Spirit. I mean, he, could, he, he knew the voice of the Spirit. He could understand that it's the Holy Spirit who has sent them. And therefore he got down and went with them, asking no question. Wow. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Governed by the Spirit. Been, these are sons of God. Heos. Sons of God. You could be called a son of God, but it's technion. Or technon, I told you. It's, it's a different word. But this one is higher. Controlled by the Spirit. Controlled by the Spirit. Look at Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. Let's read from verse... Verse, uh, verse 6. Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. I mean the Holy Ghost said, don't go here. And they didn't go. They could hear and obey. They are Christians, the Holy Ghost will be shouting, don't go. They are going. They will say, I'm coming from there. Don't go, I'm coming from there. <laughs> Look at verse 7. After they were come to Mycenae, they are saved or they try to go to Bithynia into Bithynia but the spirit suffered them not the Holy Spirit prevented them from going these guys were controlled by the spirit Paul was controlled by the spirit Paul said in the, in the night there was an angel of the Lord that stood before me whose I am and whom I serve he was talking about the Holy Spirit yes you don't, we don't serve any angel he was talking about the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit is sometimes referred to as the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament you hear that statement a lot the angel of the Lord the angel of the Lord he's talking about the Holy Spirit hallelujah Praise the Lord. So your life must be controlled by the Spirit. I tell you. So from from a young man to a son to a father, all has to do with dealing with the Godhead. Practically dealing with the Godhead. Do you see? The Word of God is Jesus Christ. The The next level is the Holy Spirit. The third level is the Father himself. Hallelujah. It's an amazing thing. Let me show you one last thing about the sons, the heels of God. Book of Romans, chapter chapter 8, verse 19. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. The word sons here is heels. It is the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. So it's like the whole of creation is waiting for your manifestation to come to this level, to become a heels of God, Okay. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who subjected the same in hope. Hallelujah. Then it goes on and on and on and on and on. The major thing I want you to see is that the creature, and eh, for the earnest expectation of the creature, waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. So God is, the, the whole of creation, there are a lot of things God wants to give to you, but until you come unto sonship, you can't have them. Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Eh? Let me show you, let me show it to you. Matthew chapter five, you, honest, you must become poor in spirit. Verse three, Matthew chapter five, verse three: Blessed are the poor in, in the spirit, for this is the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is is possessed, is owned by those who are poor in spirit. Who are those who are poor in spirit? What does it mean to be poor in spirit? Doesn't mean that in the spirit you are, you are like this. It's talking about being led by the Holy Spirit. One who is poor in spirit is a one who can be moved by the Holy Ghost to do anything and to go anywhere at any time. Anything you have can be can be taken and it's fine. <laughs> anything you you, I mean, the Holy Spirit can lead you about. He says, and you are the one who is the possessor. You are the DS is the kingdom of heaven. The king of heaven belongs to those who are poor in spirit. Those who are poor in spirit. The Holy Spirit can tell you, move from this church and go here and go and pastor here. Transfer is not a problem. Yes, there are churches where there are so many fights. People leave, pastors leave their churches because they have not become sons of God yet. They are children. So when the transfer comes, because they are not poor in spirit, their riches is physical. Yes. When Lot left Abraham, Abraham was not worried. God told him, lift up your eyes, run about and see. Northward, southward, eastward, wherever you, your eyes, as far as your eyes can see, including where Lot had gone to, including where Lot went to. There have I given to you. Yes. You see. So to be poor in, in, in spirit has to do with to, to, be, to be someone who can be like. Look at what happened to Philip, for instance. He was having a blast in Samaria. The Holy Spirit said, go into the desert. But that was his prosperity. He was poor in spirit. So he left the physical things and went to do what God wanted him to do. That's what it means to be poor in spirit. He says, this is the kingdom of heaven. They are the ones who own the kingdom of heaven. That's what it means to be poor in spirit. God can ask you to do anything and you are ready to do it. God told Abraham, bring me your son, your only son whom you love. Bring him as a sacrifice to me. And Abraham did not discuss it with his wife. He moved quickly. The following morning he was off, he's going to sacrifice. Why? He's poor in spirit. He's poor in spirit. Everything he has, everything he can do is because of the Lord. Whatever the Lord wants at any particular point in time is not a problem. He will do it if God is going to send me, there's a, there's, a, there's a bishop of his ministry who was having a very wonderful, he had built, I mean, just not long ago, about uh, maybe about 10 years ago, he was sent to a place where there was, not, he's, a, right? he's an executive bishop of this particular place. He went to this, this, um, this uh, I'm talking about Bishop Saki, Bishop E.A.T. Saki. He just turned 60 not long ago. He was sent to a, a place at Wager where there was nothing, there was, no, there was nothing there. He, he a few about two churches. He had about two hundred people. They came together. They started working, planting the church, working, working. They built a very nice, or the term, an auditorium that can about seven thousand people, and he was fashioning the church. And then, after ten years or so, an instruction comes from his father in the Lord: "Go to Nigeria. I want some things to be done in Nigeria." And he leaves that without asking a question. You know, Bishop said. It was a second. Within a second, he was he was in Nigeria. Within a second, he was he had made his preparations, he was moving to Nigeria. No discussions. Why? He's poor in spirit. What about the spirit? Whatever the Holy Spirit wants me to do, I am ready to do it. <laughs> I mean, this is a place where a lot of children are yet to get to. Yes. You discuss what you want with the Lord. The Lord cannot tell you what he wants. You tell every prayer is Lord, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. But when you arrive on this level, you ask him, Lord, what do you want? Dear Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? Wow, <laughs> I see you getting there in Jesus' name. Yeah? So on this level, you are, f- you, you are fed with information on the Spirit and the leadings of the Spirit and what the Spirit of God does. Do you see what the Spirit of God does? So many scriptures all over the Bible. Hallelujah. For instance, Paul knew that his arrival in Jerusalem was going to be his death, that he was still going. Why? He's led by the Spirit. Acts 20, 22. And now behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem. The Holy Ghost had bound him. Can you be bound by the Holy Ghost? <laughs> Do you understand that? Yeah, to bind. The Holy Spirit had tied him, fastened him, tied him for this particular purpose. And now behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall be me there. I don't know what is going to happen to me there. But I'm bound to go there. The Holy Ghost has bound me to go there. And he saved that the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. So the Holy Ghost was giving, other people had heard information from the Spirit. There was a prophet called Agabus. He came and saw Paul and some other people sitting. He took a ghetto, he took a, 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 a belt that belonged to Paul. He didn't know it belonged to Paul. And he tied himself with it and said that whoever owns this belt will be tied like this in Jerusalem when he goes to Jerusalem. And it was Paul's, it was Paul's a, a, a ghetto. Paul, Paul stood up and said, why? Everybody was crying, Paul, don't go, Paul, don't go, Paul, don't go. Paul said, what minute this? What are people talking about? I'm not ready to only be tied in Jerusalem. I'm ready also to die for the name of the Lord. Yes. Acts chapter 21, verse 10. Says, and as we tarried there many days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus. And when he was come unto us, he took Paul's ghetto and bound his own hands and feet and said, That's here the Holy Ghost. So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owned this ghetto and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. And when we heard these things, both we and they of that place besought him not to go up to Jerusalem. Look at his answer. Then Paul answered, What me need to weep and to break my heart? For I'm ready not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Wow. And when he would not be persuaded, we see, saying, the will of the Lord be done. He knew the will of the Lord. At this level, the Holy Ghost, the will of the Lord is what works in your life. Yes. Yes. He was moving towards Jerusalem. He was going to die. He didn't care. Why? He was bound by the Spirit. Go back to Acts chapter 20. Verse 23. Save that the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I received of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, says I'm, I'm ready. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself. At this level, you are taken over by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost can do whatever he wants you to do, what he, whatever he wants to accomplish with your life can be accomplished. You are abandoned to the will of God it's an amazing thing it's an amazing thing jesus was abandoned to the will of god as well yes so at this level you feed it's, it's a different completely different level you feed on the ministry of the spirit the governing ministry of the spirit yes yes it's an amazing thing an amazing thing then the last level the final level is the father pate that's also found in first john chapter 3 chapter 2 verse 13 1 john 2:13 I'll end with that. I have so many things to share with you. But the time is, our time is up, so I can't go. I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him. That is from the beginning. At this level, your, the word known there is epignosis, to come into deep acquaintance or deep recognition of the Lord. Okay? I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him. Okay, this one is ginoscope. It means a revelation. You have revelation knowledge of the Father. Okay, now go, go to the next verse. The next verse says, I've written on you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. Again, okay? Known him who is from the beginning. You have great spiritual understanding of the one who is from the beginning. You are awakened to the heights of the fact that God is father is source of all things okay on sunday i'll explain it to you some more my time is up so on sunday let me leave this for sunday on sunday i'll explain it to you and then i'll go to the, the other ones i'll go to why how how what you receive when you are fed with knowledge and understanding okay what happens when you're fed with knowledge and understanding it's a blessing are you enjoying the feeding it's wonderful so i can see you i i i can see you growing not showing in the Lord being fed with, at different levels by the Spirit and by your teachers by your shepherds the things that are required to help you grow and become who God wants you to be I see being controlled by the Spirit yes bound by the Spirit as time goes on meek it's poor in spirit and hence a possessor of the kingdom of heaven God bless you. I love you very much in Jesus name Father thank you for your children thank you for your blessings upon them thank you for the power of your word thank you that these words are working in us practically on every still of our lives thank you that we are growing and growing through your word and through your spirit even in jesus name amen god bless you for listening we pray that the word of god will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. kindly follow pastor t and Love economy church on all social networks for more of god's word don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti Podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app. Plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at LoveEconomyChurch.org for more information. God bless.